If you're trying to find the volume of a fig newton, how do you do it? Trig newton. Trigonometry is used for, but it sort of is if you use Calc 3. Right, but that's awesome. Oh, man. Oh, that's so good. Math puns. There needs to be more of those in the world. That's so good. Yeah, I guess it would be more of like the angles. Why is she answering? Why is she answering? And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. This is Cher. This is Subi. And we are Gossip, Gossip Girls. Girls. And uh, this is our inaugural episode. We are doing something we probably should have been doing, I don't know, since the beginning of our friendship. Yeah, or since September 18th, 2007, when the first episode of Gossip Girl aired. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know who we are, um, I'm Cher Vincent. I run a little known podcast, but it's pretty big known, actually. I Open- listen to it. <laughs> called Open Ended with James T. Green. And... It's a tech podcast for people who don't necessarily like tech. So, yeah, if you don't know what tech is, you should listen to our podcast. We talk a lot about it, but also about a lot of other awesome shit. So, um, yeah. What about you, Subi? Um, I'm Subi Shaw, and I do a lot of making of stuff. I do a lot of writing and crafting, and I currently have no other podcast, but I do have a song on SoundCloud called Babby It's Tolerable about outside about all the <laughs> nice weather we were having in December. Yes, it's a really cute, really cute song. So you should, you know, slide into our SoundCloud and listen to it. <laughs> but um, we decided to do this because I think ninety percent of our text messages involve Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. And I think about seventy percent of those episodes of those texts relate to Dan Humphrey's hair. It's very attractive most of the time. Most of the time. Most but, of uh, the time. Yeah, and actually, in these episodes, they're not going to be that attractive. Oh my gosh! We're gonna uh, this episode we're talking about today. It's it's uh, pilot 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 episode of Gossip Girl that premiered in 2007, which is nine years ago. What the fuck? That is a very long time ago. In 2007, I was still in college. I was in college too. I was all young and full of optimism and hope, and I thought I was gonna live on the Upper East Side. Same, yeah, I, or at least like you know. I don't know, Harlem, somewhere, like, at least in Manhattan. I was like, I'm going to live somewhere in that vicinity. And, yeah, man, like... We didn't. We didn't. I mean, I I, I did a year later, but only for a short time. But not in the Upper Side. I passed by it a couple times. Oh, my gosh. One time I went to the Met, and I was like, I'm going to sit here just like... I did, too. I did, too, with yogurt. Yeah, it was really cool. (laughs) We did the most. Sans hand, I didn't have a headband, but I uh, should have actually invested in one. But yeah. yeah. So, so the pilot episode, the description on Netflix is the privileged prep teens on, oh my gosh, the privileged prep school teens on Manhattan's Upper East Side learn that Serena Vanderwoodson is back. Oh, shit. Dang, she's back. She's back. So, um, Backstory on me as far as my gospel girl knowledge. I read all the books, including the last two, which were ghost written. They were? They were. That is rude. I know. I also read all of the spinoffs, including the one called A List and one later called Gossip Girl Colon, the Carlisle. Um, oh, I the read Carlisles. One of the Carlisles. It was very bad. Very bad. So, um, yeah, this is coming from somebody who has a deep, deep knowledge of this show and the, the reading materials. 
reading source. So, um, yeah, it was a huge plot in the books was the whole idea of, of Serena Vander Wilson coming back. There wasn't much of a backstory of like where she came from before her reappearance. Yeah. But and you don't really get much of that in this episode, but you get a little bit of it. Yeah. The books tended to be more mysterious about what everyone did also. Absolutely. Because it was like meant to be more satirical. Exactly. And the the show kind of like solves everything for you and the books are like, you don't really know what's happening with anyone's mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And in television, you have to have that kind of, you know, openness because otherwise no one's going to watch it. They're like, I yeah. don't know what's going on. I'm confused. So you have to have <laughs> like some sort of like groundedness to the television show. And I think in the beginning of the first like few minutes, you get an idea of what it is right away. Just because you see this, you know, sad girl all day, Serena Vanderwoodson looking out the window. Just a small town girl. Riding the train back to Manhattan. Pretty much. <laughs> and with her, like, weird, like, you know, Freddy from Scooby-Doo handkerchief that she had around her neck. Yeah. and Oh, yeah. She had that weird... Um, it was like a lace vest and like a... Yeah! And, there were, and then the, the, the striped was, shirt. The striped shirt was awesome. And she ruined the outfit, ruined that awesome shirt with, like, the other, you know, kerfuffle she had over her body. I didn't mind body. the scarf. I didn't like the vest slash... Was it a vest or jacket? It was a I vest, but it had, like, lace in the back of it. Oh, yeah. It was weird. It was not a very good choice. She is not a fashion person. It she does not make is, any sense. Yeah, that's my thing. And, like, in the books, she was, like, this goddess. She can, like, walk around and wear anything, basically. Yeah, the burlap sack analogy. Pretty much. So... Yeah, you get just in the beginning of that episode, you like know who this person is pretty right off the bat because she's like walking and people are like asking her to like, help her with their luggage. And it's just like you know who she is yeah. immediately. She is important. But another character you meet right in the beginning is Damn, Damn Humphrey. Humphrey. Damn Humphrey. That's right. That's what I call him now. <laughs> It was a typo once on my phone, and now I have to continue just typing <laughs> Damn Humphrey because it's amazing. It's the Obviously, best. it's Damn, Damn Humphrey. Humphrey. Yes, and he is also known as Lonely Boy on uh, the Gossip Girl site, which is a thing that if you have never watched the show and you have no idea what this Gossip Girl is, it is a name of a website, and it is their version of TMZ or yeah. Perez Hilton or any of those like kind of you know celebrity snuff. Websites. Specifically for Upper East Side teenagers. Exactly. And the celebrities are Serena. And another character that we meet in a few minutes later, which is Blair, Blair Wardorf, who is queen of everything. She's just... Queen she's, Bee. Yes, exactly. Queen Bee. The original Queen Bee. Like, before Beyonce took on the title. Oh, She yeah. was... I think Beyonce was definitely Queen Bee before Blair was. Yeah, but like not like no actually two thousand seven, not nineteen ninety two. Well, no, well like the thing is like the books came out in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Beyonce's album didn't come out to two thousand and three. So, <gasps> dang. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, this is that's really sad that I know all those lot those those um those um those things those facts, but yeah. So I also read the Gossip Girl books, but I do not have a photographic memory. <laughs> So I remember almost nothing from them. Sheer has a photographic memory and she remembers almost everything. It's my curse and my and my talent. Um, click. <laughs> click. Oh my God. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about I and I love you so much for saying this. It was like what, Cam Newton or something? Yes. <laughs> click. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Different book series. Different uh, we'll white, white A, but yes. Oh, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I think I love you at a different level now. <laughs> okay. Damn it. So so Blair Waldorf is there. So at the beginning of the show, they're all at this party and Serena shows up and starts to talk to her mom. And she says, where is he? 
and we don't know who he is, but she's looking for someone. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, oh, all your friends are here. I thought you'd want to see your friends. And then Blair comes onto the scene and she takes her boyfriend, who is Nate, Nate Archibald. Archibald, who is human mayonnaise, as far as I'm concerned. That's he is just he's, boring. He's just boring, plain. No one gives a shit about him. And also, everyone's like wants light mayo. Like, no one wants heavy on the mayo. No one wants extra mayo- mayonnaise. They always want a little light. And the thing about Nate is that he's good in small increments. Yeah. You don't want to have a whole plot about Nate ever. Yeah, you usually want to just combine him with another character. Absolutely. So. This character, Nate Archibald, was is dating Blair Waldorf. And uh, they... They're about to do it. They're about to do it because Blair is a virgin. At 17. Oh, my gosh. The nerve. Oh, I thought you wanted to wait. Not anymore. Better lock it down with Nate, B. Clock's ticking. The absolute nerve her to be... No, she's actually 16 in this episode. Oh. She hasn't turned 17 yet. Wait, are they in... They're sophomores at... Juniors. Okay. They're juniors at this point in this... Yeah, they're juniors at the point of this series. So, yeah, they're 16 years old, doing all this crazy-ass shit, which is nuts to me. But anyway, she sees Serena, so she's like, oh, shit, I have to go fuck my boyfriend now. So she goes off to her, her bedroom, because I believe it's in her... It's the Warder's apartment. Penthouse apartment. Yeah. And she goes off and... While they're in the thrust of it at all, Nate hears Serena's voice. Yeah. Or someone says Serena's, Serena's name. I thought Ser- you wanted to see her. Right. And Nate's like, Serena's back? back. So Very boringly, obviously. Not yeah. not as much inflection as I had. Not at all. It was like, oh, Serena's back? Yeah. It was, it was very boring. <laughs> very Just imagine stoner. Mayonnaise saying that. <laughs> very stoner, because apparently he's a stoner. Um, but yeah, so then the first of many triangles are presented Blair, Nate, and Serena. Something happened between Blair and Serena, and something happened between Serena and Nate. <gasps> what is that? We shall find out. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. So there is this thing, these people, they are like in the background. I don't know who they are. They're called the Shepherds. Yeah. <laughs> they they apparently got married. They got so married. there's probably at least two of them. Right. So you never really see them. They're mentioned a hell of a lot of times in the first couple the of shepherd seasons. Wedding. The shepherd wedding. What and some sh- the shepherd wedding. Nate and Serena went to Pound Town. Oh man! I know they went to Pound Town. They did it. They did it on a bar. T- on a bar. Does like it was. Blair know? I don't know. I think they found ah uh, shit. But but people, there's another person that knows somebody who's close to Nate and Blair and oh. Serena. We haven't introduced. We haven't introduced the villain of the series to a certain extent, Chuck, Chuck Bass. Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. And that's, that was a really good British accent, faking an American accent. Thank you, thank You're you. Welcome. I practice it. I practice it often. <laughs> I'm Chuck Bass. Bass. I can't do it. <laughs> I know he's so. Oh gosh, he's dreamy. The, isn't the right word, but yeah, he's like one of those guys. Like you don't want to be in a, like a dark room with him. But also, you kind of do. Because, like, I kind of want to know what that's like, but also, I might be scared. Or yeah. I at least have to get tested afterwards. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you should anyway. Yeah, but for sure. Like, definitely, like, set that appointment. Like, <laughs> make an appointment in your calendar. You're going to be in the vicinity of Chuck Bass? Make, make an appointment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, you find out that he finds he learned about this he actually saw it and kind of was kind of voyeuristic a little bit and kind of watched like because mm-hmm. he's chuck he didn't walk away right away he was like he lingered yeah like, hmm, that's a boob i guess or whatever maybe 
and you saw the, uh, the we don't know we didn't see anything we didn't see anything but you did see you saw Nate who is Mayo Boy and Serena who is Mayo Girl yeah. have a very lukewarm sex session yeah and you got to see the, the technique of Serena's kissing which looks like an otter just like you know necking it sucks it's a lot it of sucks. necking happening it's weird pecking it does not look real it does not look real at all. It's just like there's just hair flying a lot. Yeah, there's like, a lot of whoa, whoa, whoa. there's a lot of you know choreography yeah. going on there. It's she moves her head so so much. It's like how can you like, stay focused? I know. Like, don't you have vertigo? Right. Is I would tip over happen? or something. Yeah. Like, and then there's a, there's a bar, so like it's, it's at a weird angle. I don't know. It's a lot happening. It's not very attractive at all. Mm-mm. It's not hot. But this is, is 2007. So Those like my, were all the rage. Yeah, exactly. And also just like because of the time period, like this was crazy, like it was very sexually overt for two thousand seven. Absolutely. And just because too, it came on television at like seven o'clock Central Standard Time, eight PM, which is a very like family friendly time. Yeah, it was on it was the first yeah. It was the first show of that night. It was on a Wednesday night it came on. And I remember this specifically because I had a final that I was supposed to be studying for and I watched that instead because I was in college. <laughs> and I was like, and I actually already had saw the episode because I saw it um, when it premiered on iTunes previously the week before, but I wanted to see it live because I wanted to give it the rating support because that was the kind of person that I was. <laughs> this is so good. You need to have it go on for six seasons. Exactly. Like, I want this on forever. <laughs> you know, I understand. But um, yeah, it was a interesting time and i remember my mother was like what is going on because she had um she was texting me about it she was like i heard this new show called gossip girl because she knew i read the book series uh-huh. and so she like texted me she's like are you watching the show it's crazy i'm like yeah it's intense it's sexy and you know i was pretty experienced at this point in my like you know sexual life so i knew this was terrible and garbage but like <laughs> i was like yeah, that's pretty risque for yeah, like you know a risque, seven. That's the right word. Yeah, risque for like a seven p.m. show mm-hmm. on a network television. So yeah, it it's an interesting scene just because of the time and place of it. Yeah, and it's like it's not. They didn't really show anything bad, but like or no. bad, but like any nudity or anything. But it was just no. like teenagers having sex with each other. Exactly, and there was a lot of pushback. I remember there was a lot of like articles about from like parents' worst nightmare. Exactly, and like MPAA and how the reading and like what's going on here. Yeah, you know all those family first organizations were very like against the series and how they wanted it to be at least put on later in the sh- in the evening so children wouldn't you know. Uh, accidentally stumble across it so it was a lot of really interesting things going on and i think that was kind of the first prelude to what the show would be that scene and also the one with blair and nate in the bedroom because there was a lot of like intense making out then yeah so yeah it's just an interesting thing about just the whole sex element of the series and how they how they introduced it within the first 15 minutes pretty much of the show yeah because you find out about serena and nate like Mm -hmm. very very early on exactly and that was the ultimate conflict that would come up from pretty much from this episode throughout the first season Mm -hmm. um but yeah um going back to introducing other characters in the show um you also have jenny humphrey so yeah that was what i was going to she is an interesting character because she wants to be in this world so so much blair waldorf so badly so much that she you know a hand wrote invitations for a party that she may or may not go to called the kiss on the lips party which is the main event main event of the episode which in every episode of gossip girl there is a party yeah there's some event oh my gosh jenny jenny is dan's sister she's what 14 and 14 yes she's a freshman fresh meat yeah she's a fresh meat gross and 
that's what Chuck Bass calls yes. her. That's disgusting. Chuck uh, Bass is a disgusting person in this first episode. Yes. And she she writes in terrible calligraphy about the, all the kids. Yeah, it's like that's not great. <laughs> it's yeah, like eh. it's pretty bad calligraphy. Like you could have gone to you could have gone to Microsoft Word and written it in like Word. comic stands and it would look exactly. Better. And so she so Blair doesn't invite Serena to the kiss on the lips party. And Jenny overhears it. She's like, You can have my invitation and Blair goes, That's not necessary. And then she secretly tells Serena she made an extra invitation and she can just give it to her. Like they won't know where she got it from. Yeah, like girl. Yeah, girl, please. <laughs> are you kidding? Like you don't you don't think people are gonna guess that she got it from you? Right. Like there is literally one person who created these invitations. That's Jenny you. Jenny Humphrey. That's you, girl. So think it through. Think it through. Yeah. Critical thinking. Yeah. Fourteen year old data skill. Uh, I mean that's what, you know, those placement tests are for, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. But we also have some characters that are introduced a little later. We have parents. Parents have a bit of a um, history. History, and you're introduced to Serena Vanderwoodson's mother, who's Lily. Lily Vanderwoodson. Oh man, Lily. Lily. God damn it, Lily. She is kind of the queen of the Upper East Side, as far as the adults go. For she is a society page woman. She's a socialite, and she has a long history of going from husband, husband, husband. And she has a lot of money. She has a lot of money. And her, she's she had her own family money, but then she has like money from like her many many marriages. Yeah, and there is Rufus Rufus Humphrey, who Dan is Dan and Jenny's dad. Yeah, and in the book series, there's a distinction with Dan um, Rufus Humphrey was like a fat poet, um, kind of like a Kurt Vonnegut type, if you will. In the series, they made him into a '90s rocker who was a has-been who had like one hit wonder and like has like dirty hair and like you know probably a tribal tattoo or two <laughs> or two <laughs> let's be real you know he has multiple probably and you know you know spends his days at his um brooklyn loft in dumbo and, dumbo. <laughs> and that, th- that makes them poor in this show because they live in, in dumbo, dumbo. Dumbo, which they is they own a loft in Dumbo, and they're poor. Massive loft. It is giant. It doesn't make any sense. The show doesn't. <sighs> no, and it's like, fuck you, Jenny Humphrey. You don't know what you have. Like people would like murder, like legit, go to jail to get a kind of spot in Dumbo right yeah. now. God damn it. I mean, like, this is 2007, though, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, but not much. I don't really need no New York. No, no it, honestly, though, like, no, the people would still kill for that kind of shit in 07. That's an incredible view. Like, oh my God. Ugh. And they have uh. such, like, they have so much kitchen space. They have one of those, it like, riddle things. They have, they have one of those, like, stoves that, like, there's no, um, there's no, um, what do you call it? The, uh, it's a it's lighter. Like, there's no lighters. There's just it's like a griddle. It's like a whole griddle, and you can just cook right there. Oh, it's, I know it's one of those industrial like restaurant re, um, restaurant. Oh my god, Rufus Humphrey probably used all of his money from his '90s rock. Band oh yeah, to buy it. Oh, you know he did. Yeah, you know that was like at least like two royalty checks. Oh my god, Ugh. spent it on that loft, and now they're poor. God damn it. So sad. Uh huh. Yeah. But still. Like they live in the lap of luxury, as far as I'm concerned. They have like dope ass, like they have like doors separated for with walls that can lift yeah. up to go into. They them. have their own bedrooms. Yes, people. Okay, people who have their own bedrooms as kids. Fuck you. So like, <laughs> fuck you. Okay, because my own bedroom as a child. Okay, well, whatever. Are we still friends? Yeah, we're still friends. Okay. But um, we're, we're on probation. Anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of privilege at this show, and not just in Upper East Side. There's privilege in um, Brooklyn that you know people would kill for, and it's just an interesting. I don't know. It's just interesting that you see this kind of dichotomy as far as like class systems go. And even in the lower class, quote unquote, lower class of Brooklyn, they're still doing so much better. Yeah. It's, than I, I, would, I would um, qualify them as upper class. Oh, absolutely. Class. Like upper they're, class. They're not lower class whatsoever. Yeah, they're like, they upper don't, middle class. Nah, yeah. Upper middle class. Upper middle class. Definitely. It's like just a distinction between rich and then very 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 rich right exactly or like well off yeah yeah like well your money works for you you're not making you're not working for your money yeah which is where most of the people in the show kind of work um kind of lean towards the money works for you you don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. you can go to sleep and you're making money which is a interesting thing because this is also a kind of very inclusive exclusive society within the new york landscape people really don't people have always known the upper east side has been this very exclusive club and being you know into this world was in this world this world is a thing that is said a lot in this series like you have to get into our world this world the world if you want to be part of this world, world. and it's like and part it's just of your world <laughs> but oh man but there's just a lot of insider talk and you know trust funds there's a lot of classism and in the 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 demographic well not the demographic but the placement of the show and in later seasons they had actually bring it up is because we were like in the throes of the great recession oh yeah yeah the person talking at my college graduation was like you graduated at the worst time Good luck finding a job. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like I was in college when it was happening. Like I was just like, I'm going out to a world where I'm not even sure where the, like the career landscape is going to be. Like so, this kind of show that's like you know basically talking about just the one percent. Yeah, it was a very interesting economy because you weren't really sure if this was kind of I don't know. There was this should this exist like yeah. it's, it's also like kind of a view into a different type of world which i think it was so popular because like there was pure escapism. Our problems. Escapism. yeah it was pure escapism. Yeah, like, you can't pay your rent <laughs> they don't have to worry about that right exactly and it's like oh that's what it's like and you know seeing like people just casually wearing like twelve thousand twelve hundred dollar dresses yeah. to go to a one night event at for high school and just like oh high whatever school. yeah high school like yeah, and I was like two years older than all the kids too. Like, um, in '07, I was a sophomore in high school, a sophomore in college, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, juniors in college, high school. So like, I was only like maybe two or three years removed from this, this these kids, and just like, fuck, man, like, I need to do better. I need to step up my game, but also like, I will never be able to reach their level. I'm never able to keep up. Yeah, I wasn't born into the lap of luxury, so I yeah. literally can't do it. Like, plus they're all white, you know. Yeah, you exactly. And that it. was another thing too. It's like. Everyone on this show is white. There are two characters which are part of um, Blair Minions. One is um, oh, yeah. one is Asian and one is black, and they have they have lines in this episode. They do. Yeah. They do have, have some lines. lines, right? And it was, but that was like the one like representation of like any POC in yeah. the whole series. I'm like, well, that's nice. At least it has a little sprinklings, <laughs> a little sprinkling of, uh, yeah, of you some can brown even folks. Count the diversity, yeah, on one hand. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that was another thing that was kind of like what made me 
listening to Office in the show even early on, and I think that's when I was starting to develop what blackness was or what mm-hmm. like a POC was when I was in college. Like I was becoming woke in my own community essentially. So um, just learning what the distinction was of what a black person can be and should be or whatever. Not even should be. That's mm, I don't like that word, but what it could be and seeing that on television especially in that kind of context was interesting yeah. there for me. is like nothing about the show that is relatable to None, anyone to no one and so when i like when super, i watched super rich white person on the priest side pretty much and when i watched the show i just knew that like i can never try to find myself in this or no. like try to like and i think that was another reason why i loved the show so much is because i i didn't have to put myself into this world at all i could just they watch kind of it have like dan and jenny as like the like the the lay person that you're supposed to be able to relate to because they're technically they're quote unquote poor right but they're still not poor they're not like, like i never relate to any of their woes yeah. or strifes it's like sorry they, like they they have scholarships to the the prep school that all the rich people go to right. called constance constance billiard and saint jude's okay oh there's two different schools there's two different schools yeah the oh, boys Const- go to saint jude's and constance billiard is the girls section but it's a sister school or they're adjacent okay i was wondering where they had their um assemblies in the same rooms and like right the same they have different colors like i think um saint jude's is Gryffindor colors yeah um is yeah <laughs> no no no. that's um that's that's constance because um oh, yeah I they had the ties well they had the ties but it was um it was blue and gold oh and Damn. and you're fine and then I mean, i'm just fucking goofy like this and uh constance was like red and brown i believe okay but still um yeah they had it was a sister school and they had adjacent they were adjacent to one another and this is where all this you know scuttlebutt happened within uh, within this show for the first two seasons yeah because they're juniors and seniors juniors and seniors um but yeah that first episode is so interesting because you're just kind of plopped into this world though this world this world yes but we're not finished with introducing characters there's one more character which i think is probably the biggest difference between the book series and the television series and it's eric Eric Vanderwoodson. He is a younger. He is the younger brother of Serena Vanderwoodson in the series, but in the t- book series, he was an older brother of Serena, and you never really saw him. He was mentioned offhandedly, and I think he was featured in one book, but that's it. So for him to be not only mentioned in the first episode, but also be a younger character, and also have like you know a pretty significant thing happen to him in the first episode was like, oh shoot, this is a different thing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some more things about the yeah. first episode. Um, so Lily and Rufus, you find out that they have a history with each other, and um, they they dated a long time ago. Do we? Yeah, they, they say when? decades. Like, yeah, which is about twenty years ago. Yeah, so probably like their early twenties or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Dan has an insatiable crush on Serena and has since he met her at some party in their ninth grade party. Yeah. And he's been like obsessed with her ever since, since. then. Yeah, like and everyone knows. Everyone, it's a, it's not a secret at yeah. all, it, except to Serena, who yeah. is oblivious because she's just trying to start over. She's trying to start her life again. She just wants to, you know, start fresh, start anew. Yeah, oh. I just needed to get away from everything. Yeah, Serena. <laughs> Serena talks a lot about starting over and needing to get away from everything and just essentially not wanting to be herself. Pretty much, there's a lot of self loathing yeah. happening there, which is like, come on, girl, like embrace yourself, self love. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of issues, and I think in that regard, just because of, you know, with Blair, even she has a lot. She, you know, her coping mechanism, her defense mechanism is being mean to everyone. 
Saturday. And you're kind of not invited. Since until 12 hours ago, everyone thought you were boarding school. Now we're full. And uh, Jenny used up all the invites. Um, actually, you can go now. Because she is in Serena's shadow. Yeah, she's extremely jealous of Serena. She's like upset that she came back. She's upset that she didn't know why Serena left. And she's... Like, upset that she didn't tell her she was coming back. Mm-hmm. And she's the last one to know. Yeah. And it's a lot of, you know, and I, and that was a part of the show that I always had the most difficulty with is the whole frenemy relationship yeah. they have. And it's just because, you know, they can't have two girls be friends. Yeah. And so Serena and Blair were best friends before this episode. Yes. And they are not friends during this episode. And Serena is trying really hard to make amends with Blair and Blair is not having any of it. She's yeah, because like, she's, she's full threatened. Yeah. And, you know, it's part of that whole self-esteem and self-love thing that is very absent in this episode for a lot of reasons. And most of the characters, honestly, there's a lot of weird, like, confidence issues. That yeah. These kids I mean, they're have. teenagers. They're teenagers. So it's obviously it's, you know. The only relatable part. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, uh, I'm awkward. Yes, yeah. we're all awkward. But manifesting itself in such different ways. Absolutely. To ways that you would never believe. Yeah. Like, when I was a teen, I was like, I'm going to complain to my live journal about how much I hate my life. And then they're like. <laughs> Being mean to each other and like just saying snarky shit and indeed yeah. and like not inviting people to like massive parties yeah. of like un- un- anonymous like places that would host a party like this for teenage kids, which I feel Kiss like, lips which I feel like, who would sponsor this event? <laughs> who would like host this for children? Like with alcohol present? Like yeah, who they, is doing this? They go to bars and they, go then legit they are bars. served alcohol. Yes, no one's carting them. Well, would you like Miss Vanderwoodson? Oh, I'd like a. I don't know any a drinks. martini another martini and like yeah and that goes into this really dark like plot. they can't even buy cigarettes at their age yeah exactly and I and going on to that whole drinking thing it goes into this really dark plot of the ser- of this episode where not only one but two girls almost gets almost get raped by the same guy yeah by the same guy who was just Chuck, Chuck Bass, Bass who Basshole yeah that <laughs> chucking Basshole <laughs> What, better offer? No, it's my sister. She's at that kiss in the lips party, you know? She's having some problems with this guy, Chuck. And um, the first almost rape was when he was with Serena. Yeah, and he just, like, he makes her grilled cheese yeah. and then, like, I don't know. And and tries to, like, take advantage of her because, like, I need you to thank me for this cheese sandwich I gave yeah. you because you drink an empty stomach. And it's like, bruh, what the fuck are you doing? Calm the fuck down. Do less. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then, you know, maybe 10 minutes later, kissing the lips, he tries to take advantage of Jenny Humphrey, who is fresh meat, who is the new girl in the streets on um, on the on the Upper East Side. Yeah. And, and so she texts her brother, who is on a date with Serena, mm-hmm. and they they come and rescue her. Yeah. From Chuck Bass. And it's pretty it's pretty fucked up just because for, for a pilot episode i feel like that goes really dark and like i can't I, like it doesn't it doesn't establish chuck's character for the rest of the series which is kind of weird and i think it's not great that they went that way with his character at the very first episode yeah and the thing is that was in the first book like that was a huge significant thing in the first book but the thing about that first book and the book series in general is that the character of chuck bass was very secondary almost a traitory character he was not a huge part of the book series or what made the book series continue 
like he was he was mentioned like he was like dropped in yeah he was kind of mysterious he was mysterious very mysterious if not the most mysterious yeah. everybody just knew he was extremely rich and they just like they just kept dropping things about him in the book series right like, like pa- monkey and his, right like, exactly little fact toys sexuality right like, who really even knows right but he was like he was essentially a um a character a french character that hung out with Nate a lot but he wasn't somebody who had like storylines or anything like that really around him. So for him to have such a dominant personality in the first episode really separated itself from the book series, I think too. Yeah, man. But yeah, I got so dark, and that was the thing too. Like I was, un- I was like as someone who watched this, who read the books, I was uncomfortable when I read yeah. the, when I saw those episodes. That's part of the episode. Just like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like the, it's a pilot episode. I don't, I don't like that they did that with the pilot episode. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is a little too deep into yeah. this world. Like this, that could have been like a third episode. Yeah, or, or like you know, never. Or that, yeah, exactly. And the thing that I think made it so dark is that it happened in so close a session with like similar events. Like not only was there one assault, Mm -hmm. but there was two Yeah, by the same guy. So like it's, what was the, there was like this weird shot that they did where they were juxtaposing one of them. Was it um, Chuck kissing Jenny or Chuck? It was Chuck. It was Chuck and Chuck and Blair. No, sorry. No. no, it was Chuck and Serena in the kitchen. Yeah, so he was like taking advantage of Serena in the kitchen, and they were juxtaposing it with um, Serena and Nate making out at the yeah the wedding. Right, because that's when he lets slip that Blair. Um, um that's when Chuck lets slip that uh, he knows he that, knows about Serena. Yeah, and, and Serena and Nate slut shames her. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of slut shaming happening in this episode too, yeah. to a certain extent. So yeah, it's it's a lot going on. But um, at the end of the episode. Dan rescues Jenny and him and Serena with Jenny have like a hero march, a hero's march outside through the party and uh, leaving this world, leaving this world and going back to the, you know, other world, whatever that Brooklyn. means, Brooklyn or real life, <laughs> I guess. But um, yeah. And Blair is pissed because she didn't invite Serena there and she basically crashed a party, made a scene and then left. Yeah. Typical Serena fashion. And then Serena just never thinks about repercussions. No, she lives her life because she does what she wants. Because she's seventeen. Yes, or sixteen. Sixteen, and because that's what teenagers do. Yeah. And Chuck has a bloody lip. It's a whole thing. So yeah, and that's the end of the episode, pretty much. Yeah. So some some interesting things about this episode. There is some great technology that they yes. feature. Otech Lotech. So Serena and Dan end up going on a date in this episode, and that happens because Dan finds so Serena after being assaulted by Chuck, like rushes out of the kitchen and bumps into Dan, and in the process drops her sidekick, and Dan sidekick. picks up her sidekick. And oh then God. he takes it to the hotel that she lives at, and it's like, oh, I found this. It's Serena Vanderwoodson's. And then she sees him. She's like, oh, hi. And then her mom comes, and she's trying to get out of hanging with her mom. And she says, I'm going on a date with Dan Humphrey because he found my sidekick. Yep. 2007. That's, this is how dates happened. It's amazing. Sidekicks. Sidekicks, man. Bring people together. You can't even swipe right on sidekicks. You- <laughs> You can't. You can't. And Jenny uses a Motorola pink razor, which I had at the time. So Same. I relate to that. Same. Lot. Mine was bedazzled. Oh, I'm so jealous. I never had a bedazzled. I never had a bedazzled phone case. Ugh. They are awesome. My life has been so hard. Aww. That's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I did it myself, but that makes me feel any better. I did. I, I was uh, a DIY that situation. Okay. I went to Michael's. So that's good. That's an interesting store choice. <laughs> 
hey, I was in East Lansing, Michigan, okay? I had a few choices, okay? <laughs> College life was hard, okay? okay. Um, so do you want to talk about the music? Yeah. So um, you first start with um, Peter, Peter, John, and Bjorn's song, um, Young Folks. I which did not know that song. It was, the, it was a song that was on every show of the late aughts. It came out, I think, in 05. And any kind of young person show, you would hear the with the whistles. I can't whistle. So oh, is it the oh, everyone, I do know that song. Everyone knows that song. Yeah. It was on every television show. So, and you know, and you heard it on every you know commercial. It was very ubiquitous at that time. So it was a typical. That song be the first thing that you hear coming into the television series and was oh this is young people in the show they're hip to the new music yeah and that was also a thing that would happen throughout the series too they had partnered with Verizon and oh. they had ringtones or like soundtracks throughout the show if you can go to their website and find out this playlist that you can um, download songs from with iTunes it was a huge thing it was a huge marketing campaign for that show because like the previous show that um, John Schultz did was uh, the OC and they were mostly known for their soundtracks and introduced a lot of bands and a lot of bands had in later seasons of the show perform on Gossip Girl. So yeah, there was a lot of music partnerships on the series and um, the Peter um, John Bjorn song was definitely kind of the introduction to all of that for sure. There was another um, really fun throwback song which was Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> Angels and Airwaves. Remember Angels and Airwaves. Remember them? Oh, Blink-182. Barely. Barely. But Blink-182 um, guitarist was like, I'm going to have a little band too. <laughs> and, I want my own band. I'm not even going solo. <laughs> I'm on my own band. So there were some Angels and Airwaves songs blasting. There was some Justin Timberlake. What goes around goes around. They had um, Way I Are. <gasps> Way I Are. God yeah. damn. So many. Yes. So many beautiful songs of the late odds were so featured in this show in this episode um but yeah it, music was definitely a huge part of the series and uh, continued to be throughout the whole thing um but we also want to talk about fashion fashion also was a huge thing fashion, fashion. um <laughs> Fashion is an integral part. If you are living on the Upper East Side, you're expect- expected to be a fashionable it girl. And they tried really hard to do that with Serena and failed. Miserably. Yeah. The person who should have been Blair, because let's be real, her her, her fashion was fierce. Yeah. Blair's, oh, yeah. Blair's mom is a fashion designer. Yes. Blair she, Wardorf Designs. Oh, my gosh. No, no. Um, uh, Eleanor Waldorf yeah, Designs. El- yeah. Eleanor Wardorf and Designs. Eleanor Waldorf in the first episode is played by some random lady. And in the rest of the series is played by someone else. Yes, and uh, let's be. And uh, the original one was not great. No. I can I understand why she didn't test well. Yeah, she <laughs> she was really bad and had she taught. She was like probably she's like Nate Archibald. She was very boring. Very boring and way too young looking to be a mom. Yeah, she did not look. She was like maybe four years older than, <laughs> than Blair. She looked, she looked like a college I'm sister. I'm 25. I'm 25. I'm playing I'm a mom. mom. <laughs> That's what happens in Hollywood. You turn 25 and you're relegated to gossip mom girl Mom material, moms. basically. Oh, Do you man. remember that episode of 30 Rock where Jenna Maroney had to audition to be um, someone's mom on Gossip, gossip Girl? girl. <laughs> yes. 42. Time to die. Time to die. Melf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So... 
Um, but yeah, Serena's fashion in this episode ugh, was not great. So bad. Was not great. She even like her like her her um date Dan date outfit. Was that that weird cowgirl outfit? No, it was like glitter. It was a, it was a gold glitter dress, and she had like a jacket that went with it. It was oh, it was okay. I didn't mind that one. I didn't I mind it. it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mind it, but also just like. I don't know. I think the length of it wasn't. Uh, it, it was more mini skirt. Than oh yeah, every cute. yeah, everything on that Serena wears is that short. Yeah, and I think it'd have been cuter if it was a little longer yeah. or like it had like a different like design on top. It just very, it just looked like a gold sack, mm-hmm. like a synchrony sack. It was not very flattering to her her figure. It was like bodycon. Maybe it would have worked, but it wasn't. It was just kind of like uh, hanging out, blah blah blah. And yeah, I'm upper east side. I can wear anything and make it fashionable. Basically, and it's like no, but you can't though. So. <laughs> Well, actually, <laughs> not really. So, um, but Blair definitely um, brought it per usual. Um, her first outfit wasn't that, that exciting. It was kind of like a weird cherry black dress, which eh. it looked a little bit business cash. It did. It was it was cute, but not really. And it had like weird sleeves. I wasn't a fan. But her dress that she wore to the Kiss and Lizards, I really liked. It was also black, but it was a little more interesting as far as the design goes. Um, but also the the dress that made um, the dress heard around the world was the one that Jenny tried to, to choose at the um, Bergdorf's. I guess she was it Barney's Bergdorf's. I Bergdorf's. I think she was yeah. at or no, she was at Bendel's. She was Bendel's. At Bendel's. Why are there so many B department stores? Seriously, <sighs> it's confusing. But she was at Bendel's. She ran to Serena and Eric, and she tried to wear this dr- yellow dress, which was not a good color. Oh, she was her. there with uh, Serena and Dan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was with Dan, and then Serena and Eric showed up, and then Dan went to hide because it was before they actually met. Oh yeah, because Dan was still very in love with Serena. Very in love with Serena. He hasn't. He hadn't. You know, actually faced reality yet and realized that she's vapid and boring. But that's the other topic. Human mayonnaise. Yeah. But she um, decided to go with a black dress, which I think was a better to- better for her but also just like it's interesting that she asks for serena's advice because the outfit serena's she's wearing was bad bad yeah. and throughout the series you'll realize that like yeah she's really pretty and that's why you think she could go with a lot of these outfits but you look at the outfit itself it's like that's nope. not great girl no no do better girl do better yeah. for you. you do better for you seriously yeah you'll, you'll feel better about yourself you probably <laughs> won't just you know try to get away or start over <laughs> as much <laughs> exactly girl yeah but yeah so nate's hair in this episode changed so, so many much. times and you have to like think about too if that was actually a edit for like a um a portion that was taped at a later time after the care after the actor like cut his hair because mm-hmm. there was like an ep- there was a moment in the episode where like his hair was completely different yeah like, it was like it was like combed forward, like Justin like Bieber esque. Yeah, but like it was messy and sweaty, and like it was, a, and that's how his hair was for the bulk of the rest of the series. Yeah, and or that's that season, and it was totally different. The first few ep- few scenes of the episodes it was like, uh, bad edit, guys, or something. Yeah, like like they, like, they obviously filmed this other scene right, right. before he got his hair cut. Exactly, like an inch. Yeah, exactly. It just did not look great. So, yeah, but yeah, um, Nate, um, Nate, um, Nate. Uh, hair watch is something we will definitely keep <laughs> up with throughout the rest of the season but yeah um we have a few more topics we want to go over before we read the episode but um there is a great clapback moment in this episode where it's just like damn oh damn 
And oh, I damn. think which is probably my favorite delivery for oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> uh, for delivery is by Blair. She's in the bar with Serena and they're describing her life since um Serena's been gone. So, how's your mom doing with the divorce and everything? Great. So my dad left her for another man. She lost fifteen pounds, got an eye lift. It's been good for her. That's probably what they did, like with the the rest of the series since Blair's mom is different. They were like, oh, reverse plastic surgery, I guess. <laughs> Regular looking person. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's insert her. <laughs> Face grab. They like, did a, like, a uh, low-key. Um, who was the, what was the name of the woman from Fresh Prince? They Vivian Banks her completely. Oh, she was a different person? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Vivian Banks for the first, like, t- uh, most of the series was actually uh, was really a really, really great character. And then they switched her up to a... Oh, like she was dark skinned initially, and then they mm-hmm. switched to a light skinned woman. Of course, they did because patriarchy and people who are assholes. But anyway, um, some good life advice that we learned from this. Is yeah, we could probably edit that whole thing out because yeah. that, was, that was pointless. It's fine. <laughs> some good life advice from this episode is never go with Chuck Bass to a second location. Never, just don't do it. Also, if you do, it's not your fault. But exactly. just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, let's write the episode. We want to get this episode one out of ten. Um, I'd say since it's a pilot episode, they did introduce everything really well. I would give it a six or seven because of the Chuck character. Yeah, I would give it a six out of ten. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the recap of the episode. You know, you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girl.